Hello, and welcome back to The Modern Consultant. I'm your host, Mark Aarons, and on today's episode, I'll be talking with you about the circle of choice, an executive decision-making tool for you to be able to better architect the growth of your expertise-based business. Now, quick story time moment. On last week's episode, I spoke about helping a client do 100K in three days uh, without any webinars, without any sales calls. Uh, we structure of the funnel was basically having a sales page, checkout page, uh, a few emails, three emails or so, and then text messages. That's it. However, I also shared the next week, uh, we did a 50K uh, in sales, but we tried to do a whole lot more to 10X the amount of people. The week before, we had a list of about 6,000. The week afterwards, it was like a list of about 70,000, like, you know, almost 10X more people. And then we also decided to do webinars. We had a longer sequence. We had emails going out from like uh, Monday through Friday. There was a bigger buildup and all of these things. And we had 900 people on the live webinar that we did uh, on the Tuesday and nobody bought from the live webinar, which from a client was frustrating because it was like, what the heck? You know, it's like <laughs> we had all these people buy and they didn't even need to get on a phone call, uh, let alone like a webinar. And so like what was going on here, you know, and so it was frustrating. Uh, and so that's now w the context for bringing in the circle of choice. This is going to be more of a visual episode. So if you're watching it on YouTube, you're going to see the visuals uh, that I'm describing, which is a preview from my upcoming course. I'm not even going to have like a wait link or something uh, for that because uh, I want to put that up once we get the, once we get uh, uh, everything shot and ready. Uh, but if you really want it, then, you know, uh, shoot me a message and then we'll figure something out. But that's it. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, get into this. So if you're looking on screen here, you'll see this graphic. I'm going to describe it for those of you who are listening in on audio only. So right now we're taking a look at this uh, chart. You know, it's got an x-axis, y-axis. On the x-axis, we've got time. On the y-axis, uh, we have the rewards that you want, whatever that North Star goal is for you and your business. For us, uh, when we were doing that launch, it was like, okay, well, revenue, but also student impact. And I call that ROI squared, return on investment, and then also impact. And, you know, as you can see on this chart, you, you've got this uh, curve that's going up and in the center of it, there's this Rubik's cube that then uh, is where we're at right now, because to be able to architect the growth that we want inside of our business, uh, we, we essentially need to solve the Rubik's cube equation of our online business. And the thing that drives the solving of that Rubik's cube are the decisions that we make. Now, there's a whole lot more context to this, but depending on the decisions that you make, you'll either move closer to the rewards that you want, or you're going to kind of flatline, uh, and, or you're going to just, you know, you're going to dip, <laughs> you're not going to make as much, uh, as you wanted to make or to get however much of the outcome that you wanted. So that said, that gives us the context for now the circle of choice, because this is what visualizes how we then make the decisions that move us closer to the goal versus being further away from the goal. So at the very top, the thing that starts this is a result or situation. You might have some external circumstance such as a launch, right? And so we've got the situation that was on our hands. You know, it's like, okay, the week before we had 100K, the week uh, but then the week after, 50K, and it's like, what the heck is going on there? And so then we have some thought about the situation or the result that we had. 
and it will be a positive thought or it will be a negative thought. And the negative thought uh, that my client rightfully had was webinars don't work. You know, I, I don't want to do webinars uh, in the future, you know, and it's very logical to come up with that uh, solution. Uh, but then attached to that thought is usually a feeling, right? It doesn't feel good. 900 people and they're then questioning the validity of what it is that you offer. Some of them are saying, oh, I can find this stuff for free on YouTube and uh, basically taking pot shots uh, at you when you're doing this like live webinar. All of that's just like a downer after putting in a bunch of work to deliver a great presentation. And we know that it's valid. Uh, the product is valid because we have a ton of results. Uh, and people are, you know, we have very amazing raving fans. And so we know it's a quality thing. And so to be able to just have people throwing mud at you, uh, a small percentage of people uh, throwing mud at you, it, it's, it's, it doesn't feel good, right? And so then we, based on the thought and the feeling that we have, we then tend to take some kind of action. And so the, the follow-on action, the first uh, action that uh, my client thought about having was, I should stop doing webinars, right? Because it's not worth it. And again, perfectly logical. However, that action that we take then leads us to get another result. And we're usually hoping that that result is going to be moving us towards more of the goal that we want uh, and not away from it. And that's when I said pause. Because I caught up with another past client of mine uh, in the same week. And they shared with me that they just did 100K from webinars in the same month. And so it's not that webinars don't work. It's that they didn't work in this particular situation. And the thing that I shared with both of them is that, hey, you probably are going to want to have a best of both worlds. For the situation where the webinar isn't working, there's probably some more optimization that needs to be happening. And then uh, for, you know, my past client who had the success with webinars, I was like, oh, great, you're having that outcome. Perhaps you could get in place what we have for this other client where we've got this whole sales page, emails, and then a checkout page and uh, everything system that's driving the same amount of results that, that the webinar might. And so maybe there's even the potential to like double whatever it is that you're doing. But to be able to get there takes some optimization. And it's really, really important uh, for me as a coach, as a consultant, to be able to have this circle of choice, like uh, schematic, this model, uh, this mental model inside of my head to be able to offer that kind of perspective. Yes, it's married to the data that I have access to because I'm working with different clients and I'm seeing what's happening in the field uh, to be able to provide that perspective. But I also pull back the curtain to share with them, hey, here's my own thought process on this, right? And so I give them another circle of choice. Say, hey, sure, you had this thought, maybe webinars don't work. What if webinars do work, right? And what if they could work? What kind of feeling could we have around that? Well, we might have some kind of positive emotion around that. Like, oh, yeah, they work. Uh, wow, what if we could have double the results, you know, or, or triple the results for it to be able to make it worth it for us to be able to feel good? Then we might take actions, in order to then optimize the webinar to be able to get better results, which, if we go back to the previous slide, gets a, a, a steeper growth curve towards the rewards that we feel proud of. Now, sure, you don't always have to over-optimize and like get everything, 
uh, in place uh, to be able to do it. But thinking about it this way allows us at, you know, post launch or post whatever your sales cycle is. Some people, you know, that they might be doing weekly webinars or you might be doing a quarterly launch cycle or you might even have like a daily uh, sales cycle. Whatever the cycle is, this allows you to hit the pause button and to be able to assess the results, assess your own thought, feeling, action, and result loop to see if there are other loops that you could be on that could be yielding you better results to be able to get to where it is that you want to go, right? Uh, it doesn't stop just here. It goes a little bit deeper because at the center of this uh, is our identity. And so we have this, we have identity, I describe it here as having a set of core beliefs that influence our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions in any given situation. This is best applied to any uh, uh, situation where there's like a high ROI squared potential, you know, where it's, you could have a huge ROI, uh, you know, traditional ROI, financial ROI, a return on investment, or you could have a huge return on impact uh, for the efforts that you're putting in. Uh, it's helpful to be aware of what your core beliefs are because then those guide our thoughts, feelings, and actions, which then guide the results that we're going to create. And then as we continue to loop that uh, over time, uh, it can then architect upwards, be a plateau or go downwards. And three areas that help to shape our core beliefs, our core beliefs about ourselves, others, as well as the future. If we believe that a future is possible with whatever the situation is, then we will have thoughts, feelings, and actions that then lead us to results to create more of that future. In this situation of a client, it's like, okay, well, whatever are the growth pathways that are possible for us, then if we think it's possible for us in our future, then we're going to do more of that. And, you know, and it brings us back to this uh, quote, I forget uh, the uh, 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 who to attribute it to, but if, you know, if you think it's if if you think you're right, if you think it's possible, you could do it. But if you also think it's not possible, then it's not going to be possible. Uh, and our thoughts that we have about others also influence this process because typically other people are involved in whatever it is that we're trying to do. And then the thoughts that we have about ourselves, our own capabilities, what we believe we are worth, uh, what we believe we deserve is also going to influence our thought process, our feeling process, and then our action process as well to be able to create the results that we want. And so as if you're listening into this and, and maybe you're a consultant, maybe you're not, uh, whatever it is that you're doing, the circle of choice applies to pretty much every single area of life. And I cannot take full credit for this uh, because uh, these concepts build upon uh, self-coaching 101 here by uh, Brooke Castillo, you know, and uh, she has a more extensive model in here uh, that, that I've built upon it. Uh, some of the language I've changed it, adapted it to, to make it more relevant for my particular audience. Uh, there's parts from her model that are not in here, such as the identity and core beliefs. But if you want to go deep into something like that, then that's also going to be a good resource for you to be able to do so. Also, uh, 
I visualized it here in a way that allows me to remember it, <laughs> but I am very much um, a, a, a science-driven person at heart. And one of the things that I always love to do is uh, cite uh, sources uh, for things or cite wherever the inspiration uh, came from uh, for coming up with a concept or so, especially if we've got uh, learners in the audience that really love going deeper uh, into these uh, concepts. Other thing that I'll say about the uh, circle of choice is that what it really is about is a executive decision-making tool for you to be able to provide self-leadership, leadership to yourself. Uh, I see this as going like one step further uh, beyond coaching because leadership is really about pioneering or moving towards at the forefront of whatever it is that you're trying to create in life. Uh, you may not... Uh, especially for us as creators and entrepreneurs and such, we're typically doing something that either one, we haven't done before, or two, um, uh, maybe somebody in our family hasn't done before. And so really, it, it, there's going to be a, a leadership component required. And part of that leadership is behavior change, being aware of our own thoughts, feelings, and actions and the results that we're trying to create and knowing how that change uh, occurs and then also how our core beliefs and identity help guide us towards that. And it's also important to see the path that we are on to self-assess it uh, and to see if it is positive, negative, or neutral, risk assess it essentially, and then architect different scenarios. This can be done in as simple as four lines on a piece of paper, you write down a thought that you have, you write down the feeling you have around it, the action that you're thinking about taking and the result that you think it's gonna create. And then prototype out different ways or pathways to be able to get there. So that's what I have uh, for you in this week's uh, solo episode. Uh, if you like these solo episodes, you find them valuable, please do let me know through whatever channel it is that you're listening to this uh, through or watching it through, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I am constantly trying to get better uh, at this uh, game and trying to provide uh, things that are most relevant and valuable for you. So more feedback you give me is the better I can uh, dig into the library of all the stuff that we're doing here at 8020 uh, to be able to architect the growth curve of not just business, but our personal lives as well. Thank you so much and talk to you soon. Thanks for checking out the show. If you liked it, go ahead and hit the like button and also subscribe so you don't miss another one. It also tells us which ones that you like the most so that we can then do more interviews like that. If you want to go from idea to implementation though, especially if you're wanting to productize your expertise so that you can scale your impact on your clients and of course grow your business, then join our email list. There we're going to talk about how modern consultants can productize their expertise so that they can have a greater impact on the world around them and live life on their terms. If that's up your alley, I hope to see you on the other side. Talk soon.